Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayakel Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Pashas Vayakel. The topic of our Aliyah is making the beams, the Aaron and the Shulchan. This Aliyah runs from Perik Lamed Vov Pasuk Chav to, to Perik Lamed Zayin, um, Pasuk Yutes Zayin. It is a sum total of 35 Sukkim. Um, we hear about the construction of the next stages of the Mishkan. So after hearing about the curtains, we now hear about the creation of the beams, the Krashim, and we hear about all the details of the beams. We hear about that there are 10 Amos high. We hear about that each one is a Amma and a half wide. And we hear that every beam has these two pegs at the bottom, which now fit into two sockets. And there's these rings at the top, which bind the beams together. We hear about how that, we hear about how the, each side has 40 sockets, 40 silver sockets at the very bottom to, to support 20 beams. And that those, that's the north and the south side. And then we hear also about the, the, the western side, which has the beams, which essentially form the back wall of the Mishkan as well. Um, those are the eight, um, eight beams, also with silver, uh, silver sockets um, that are on the westmost side. Then we hear about the, um, the entranceway of the Mishkan and the parochas, which is being supported by these spaced beams. And we hear also about the entrance, the Masach, the Pesach oil, the entranceway curtain. All of these details we looked at in a little more depth in Parashas Truma. We then hear about the construction of the vessels. So we hear about the construction of the Aaron. This is the Ark of the Covenant. We hear about its, its rings, its crown, the angels on the Kapores. We hear about the solid weight of gold, the three boxes, the measurements, all the details we've heard about beforehand. And finally, we hear about the construction of the shulchan, which is the, the, the table, the showbread. And we hear about its height. We hear about the rows of breads, which are, uh, which are above it, and all the vessels that accompany it. We accosted this in more depth in Parashas Truma. Um, right now, we'll just focus on one fascinating observation. And there's so much which can be learned in every aliyah, but this is one example over here. And that is, is that the, 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 the Pasuk makes it very clear that these are the northern beams and these are the southern beams. Does that have any relevance? Does that tell us anything, anything, um, anything specific? So the way the Torah phrases is, On the northern side they had 20 beams. The answer is actually yes. The beginning of the 12th parak of Mesecha Shabbos in the Mishnayas, it tells us, that in order for a person to transgress the prohibition of writing on Shabbos, a person needs to write two oisios, two letters, two consecutive letters. Um, and um, so a person who is not allowed to write one letter, but will not transgress the, um, the is or the prohibition of Shabbos until two letters are written. Where do we know this from? So the Yerushalmi and the Shabbos staff, Samach Tesom Beis, actually quotes Rav Imi, who says that the reason is, because of our psukim in our aliyah. And that is, is that there is the, because the northern side of the Mishkan was of a higher status, a higher level of holiness than the southern side, therefore you would not be able to switch the beams which were on the northern side down in Kedusha in holiness to the southern side. And that is why it was that they had to write on the beams. And the way they would do it is they would have an aleph on the one beam and they would have an aleph on the next beam, so we know that those two beams are supposed to be adjacent to each other. Then there'll be another letter on the other edge of it, and it's joining letter on the other one. So everybody would know specifically which beam fitted where in the puzzle, and there would be no shifting as to where the beams belonged. That's what we learned from here. That's why it's two letters, because the two letters were what was used in the Mishkan 
in constructing the Mishkan, using the two letters for orientation as to where the beams belonged. It's interesting that the Misha Chachma, in his commentary on the Torah, actually has a, has a hint to this. He says that's why when it talks about the northern beams, it says, And when it comes to the northern side, their 40 silver sockets. But when it talks about the southern side, it just says, Kesef. The, their, their, the, the, the silver sockets, not their silver sockets, implying that the southern sockets could te- technically speaking migrate northwards because they'd be an ascending in holiness, but the northern ones could not descend southwards, implying that, they're, they're, that there's a notion of ma'alin bakoresh ve'en ma'aridin, we can only go up in holiness and not downwards, and that's why the beams were marked for this reason. A few interesting applications of this halacha in um, in day-to-day life. So the Tashbeitz says in the second chelik of his responsa, um, that a very beautiful, interesting idea, and he talked about a Sefer Torah. A person brings a Sefer Torah to the shul, it enters the rotation of the shul Sefer Torah, and then somebody else, after a while, says, no, no, you can't, we don't want this, shul, this, this Sefer Torah, for whatever reason, in the rotation. Are they able? Do they have the right as a community member to be ma'akev, to withhold this, um, this procedure? Says the Tashbeitz, no. They do not, because once it has entered the rotation of a shul, then it, it is, in a certain sense, like that beam placed in the north. It's in a holy rotation. You cannot diminish its kedusha and take it out of that rotation on a whim. Another example, the Shla Kodash has a very fascinating observation regarding in Chulin, where in the Amud Emes, where he talks about the idea of tzitzis, of the fringes worn on the four-corner garment. He says that there is a minag to make a tiferes, a, a teres tiferes, a crown. And the reason to have the crown is to indicate which side is the head, because that's the holier side of the talus. So one would always put on the talus of the head part on the head part and not flip it round. Even on a talus cotton, it's interesting, the Mishnah Bura talks about this, saying it's important to have a mark. So with V-necked taluses, where there's a spit in the front, that's fine. With round-necked taluses, it's worthwhile having a mark. Some taluses have, have the stripes only on one side for this particular reason. It's worthwhile noting that Arizal was not makpid, Dino was not concerned about this particular issue in this case. Now, Arizal, in fact, um, in fact was uh, said this is not a concern, which is why Chabad in general, which followed the Arizal in this particular issue, um, you'll notice they do not have an atara, do not have a crowd of their taluses because of this issue. Do you are you concerned about the, the what's called the 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 and the Badaram, what's off on this this being placed in the north or not? Just add to deepen the idea, the Arizal explains that one of the pro- proofs the text which is brought to the Arizal is when it comes to the twelve stones of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, um, when he went to sleep that night, that fateful night in the beginning of Hashem's Ayetze, and he sleeps and he dreams that there are these angels going up and down. We know that at the beginning of the night there were 12 stones. At the end of the night, the Pasuk tells us there was one stone. Rashi famously quotes the Medrash to say that they were all um, arguing to be under his head, and they joined to be one stone. Rashi, uh, the, the question that, that could be asked is, well, even if they joined to be one stone, but surely only some of the molecules of that stone are under his head. The rest of them simply can't fit, fi- fit there, so why are they not still fighting? Not the entire, the entire matter of the stone is not under his head. And the answer is, is because in the end of the day, it's still one stone now. So that stone as one entity is together. The same thing over here. When it comes to beams in the Mishkan, the possibility is saying, well, the beams of the Mishkan are distinct units and the units should not be mixed around. So this unit should not be in a lower level of Kedusha, a higher level, and then go down to a lower level. But when it comes to stones, or let's say tzitzis, the tzitzis is one garment. 
So the front or the back is not higher or lower in Kedusha. That's perhaps what the, the idea of the Arizal. Just these two very fascinating observations from Tanakh, which are guide us in this. There is an interesting notion that is brought in the Maharil, in his Sefer Hamin Hagim, where he points out um, in the sixth paragraph about Sukkah, that there is a Minag to ensure that the, the walls of the Sukkah should also be, the north should be the north wall and the south should be the south wall, for this very reason, like we learn from the crush and from the beams. Um, the, however, this is dispute, disputed in Halacha. Uh, the Bikuriak of Rav Etlinger has a very interesting observation in which he says that we don't say this because when it comes to the Mishkan, then there was in fact a holiness in the northern side. When it comes to our Mishkan, there's no specific holiness in our, in, in our tents, in our, in, our, in our sukkahs, one side more than the other, so there's no indication. And, and practicality usually wins out. I know many sukkahs which have which were home built in the days where people used to build home sukkahs. Um, very a very healthy activity for families. And um, when people when when the the, the different um, different sides were labeled A B C D to put them put them together, it, come what may, every year they don't seem to fit together. New holes are drilled and new numbers are made, so it doesn't always seem to work out practically. But nonetheless, it's a very fascinating observation, just from a very simple orientation and a deal in the way the wording of where the beams are put is made in our earlier. With this, we conclude. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.